Hello and welcome to another week of Music Review Roulette, where each week we take a listen to original bands and artists and we tell you what we think on the spot. So let's start it off with our first song of the day. The sun at night I had Wasn't even in a dream Just my innocence Passing by on me Well I tried my best It seem like I tried my best. Sometimes all you need is just a fake smile and the shit to the money. Babe, I got you. Did you ever? Think that would be true, and I say I had a plan, but you just fell back into my hand. Well, I.
And that was From Here by the group Hosts, which is uh, basically the brainchild of Miles Pratzer. Uh, he is a Milwaukeean now, but he actually came from Nashville. And uh, it took him three years to create this album. He said coming from Nashville where everybody's trying to get on top and, um, you know, lots of fake Instagram posts and um, writing songs the way producers want to, um, the way they think, you know, the audience wants to hear it, radio-friendly things. Um, Isn't that kind of funny? Like, Nashville is supposed to be kind of known for its authenticity and realness. And there's a lot of country that comes out of Nashville, but it's so produced and fake at the same time. I think it depends on what um, genre you're talking about. Country music is totally just a, a form that's just reproduced over and over and over. I'm talking about, like, pop country, I guess. Um, that stuff that, like, you're listening to the top 40 pop songs on the, the radio, and then you hear that country band who's, like, rapping in the background, you know? Like, that, of course. You've been in the car with our children. Oh, yeah. Way too many times. Way too many times. But there's... So if you listen to a song, especially in Nashville, because we've... You know, we've been there a couple times, and we know people that live there and play music there. It's usually written by, you know, a group of songwriters, not just one, but a group. And everybody's just trying to write the next hit song and not really taking the time to authentically kind of write from their own perspective. And I think that's what he's doing here. He, he says he wrote this song in about six minutes, and it's like a six-minute song. And it's about the realness of being fed up with the fakeness of the music industry. And in fact, so much that he moved from Nashville back to, is he originally from Milwaukee? I think so. Yeah, back home. And uh, not saying that there isn't fakeness here, but I think when people do music here or in any kind of smaller city, they're not trying to do it as a career so much there are people of course that do it as a career but they're doing it out of the need to do it it's a part of them they need to do it of course when you go to a bigger city there's you do that for money and you need to make money so you need to as he kind of says whore yourself out and um and and get that money anyway you know that's possible of course you're living your for your passion but you can't starve and do that. So right. here, it's, but, yeah, but I think ahead. I think even in Milwaukee, there's definitely this divide. You know, it's this great everybody supports each other in the music community, but there's also this underlying um, competition of who can get the gig or who can, you know, know the the influential people who can uh, who gets the next. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, it. I think it's still there no matter what. I think it's partly just our hunger for you know wanting people to hear it and like it yeah and i think it, that's a big thing that uh original artists have a hard time do is just putting themselves out there and, and doing it because they want to and i think that's that's what miles said he did in this album and it's just him it's raw it's not given any direction from any producer or anything he did it for him and you know yeah. what, Miles? It sounds amazing. Um, I love, especially the beginning where you have all those vocals with that rhythmic element, and then all of a sudden it just 
stops and it goes to that first verse and you know very clearly your words come through um and that caught me right away what about the like the staccato notes during the chorus because you'd normally hear like long full notes uh and and hear there's staccato that comes out of nowhere and that to me is the hook right there is that like a cello line or I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I definitely heard strings in there. Yeah. I like the, the pizzicato parts that kind of come at the end. Um, and then he layers even more and more vocals on there. And then, of course, mm-hmm. it ends just like it began. And I love that. That um, I, I love that, that vocal. Um, I don't know what that is on there. Some kind it's of like a, a reverb type yeah. of. It's almost a chorus effect. Yeah. Um, and I love... So the drums stay with the rim knock on the entire song, and then it comes in with the full um, drum kit and the uh, snare drum, but it's not like anything overpowering. It just sits way in the background in that muffled snare drum type of thing. And that's kind of, it's funny, because I associate that with a <clears throat> like a Nashville sound. So I think, you know, there are some things, of course, that experience of living and working in Nashville will bring you and uh you know he's made that his own and mm-hmm. brought it back to us here in Wisconsin and we thank you yes and you know I've, I've had a chance to listen through the album and there's some diversity for sure on this album so make sure you check it out uh, my heart is cheap is the name of the album his album release show will be tomorrow November 5th um, at Ray's Grain Brewing Company, um, and he's going to have, um, of course, a live performance, uh, but also some time where um, the music will be in the background, and you can sit and have a couple beers and um, just listen to it differently in the back room if you want, which I think is cool. You kind of get both perspectives. What city is that in? Ray's Grain? Yeah. Here in Milwaukee. Oh, is it? It is. I have not been there before. That's funny. Yes. It's on uh, Blue Mound? Yep. In Waukesha. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check that out. We should check that out, actually. But Let's uh, go. Yeah. All right. We'll see you there. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on to our second song of the day.
Hi, you guys. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. This is Chris Trapper, and um, I want to apologize for the bad audio quality. I'm driving right now from New Jersey to Buffalo, and all I can say is that if you've never done this drive, I would definitely not recommend it because it's uh, pretty boring. Anyway, um, the song I wanted to send to you is a, a song called I Wrote a Song for You, which is off my band's new reunion record. Uh, I played in a band called The Push Stars for 10 years uh, out of Boston, Massachusetts, and, and they were kind of how I got my start in music. And uh, so I went solo in about 2006, but we'd always stayed the best of friends, and we talked about doing another record together for many years, so we finally did it. And I immediately wrote about nine songs on guitar because I was very excited to do this record and very inspired. And for the 10th song, I was writing it on my piano. And I started thinking about my own place in music and the art of songwriting. And I was thinking about whether the work I do, you know, wondering if it'll, if I'll leave any footprint at all when I die, if my work will have affected anybody or have helped anybody. Because I was thinking about all those songwriters who have helped me through different situations, like, like through breakups, through deaths in the family, through bad days and good days. And there's been so many songs that, that, that I think pushed my spirit to another level um, and made me think about issues in a different way and made me want to love deeper and stronger and harder. And, and uh, so I guess I, I was thinking about my place uh, and oftentimes I have a turntable in my office that I'll go to late at night once my family's asleep and I'll kind of go these late night vinyl parties where I'll play, you know, old Sam Cooke records, old doo-wop records and, and, and it's always amazing to me that the music still sounds so vital and, and so beautiful and so great but most of the, the creators of that music uh, are long gone from this world. And so I guess that's that's what I was thinking. And I just wanted to express my, my gratitude to all those, all the songwriters and musicians who just left great music behind. And I, and I think that I was just hoping to aspire to uh, that same thing, of just leaving something good behind for someone to discover after the fact. Thank you so much, Chris, for sending us your thoughts. Um, this is a great song, and uh, Steve and I love this band. Um, and so it's kind of interesting to hear from Chris's perspective that, you know, even as an artist who's successful as he is, um, you know, from Boston, toured um, with the Push Stars for many, many years, signed to Columbia, out doing his solo thing, you know, he still has that question of, you know, will I leave a mark? Um, on this world? Will I inspire others? Um, so I have to admit, um, I was geeking out a little bit when I got this email from Chris Trapper, because we've been huge fans for forever. And um, he's definitely made a mark 
uh, on me and inspired me in many different ways. Um, I kind of told him in my email response to him that uh, he's been a part of uh, Steve and I's relationship for a long time. Actually, the first CD I ever got from Steve was After the Party. Um, the first band I ever got to play in was with him, and we covered Soft Curry's Room. Um, well, it's funny, like... So he references in the song, you wrote a song for me in 1963, and it felt like that song, with all these artists he was inspired by, um, they wrote a song specifically for him, you know, probably, you know, before he was even born. And it felt like Chris and the Push Stars wrote a song for us, like, when we were living in Wisconsin, we moved to Florida, and that was uh, waiting, watching, wishing off of opening time, and uh, that really kind of inspired us. We were, I think, listening to that the whole way there, and uh, it's just, you know, when Chris writes a song, it's there's so much involved in the lyrics. He's just such a special writer and truly gifted and talented. Absolutely, Chris. You you've definitely made a mark on us, so don't worry. We'll we'll put a keg on your coffin. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and it's so exciting that the Push Stars are back together and they're writing this incredible music. Um, this is uh, has it been like man? It's been a long time, right? I think their last album was in two thousand four, uh, Paint the Town, and so yeah, fourteen years since. Um, their last release but you wouldn't know it like the all the the old push star isms are still there the catchy tunes the wonderful uh lyrics i mean uh ryan is an influential uh drummer on my plane in particular and i've listened to his stuff for so many years and i just i can't say enough good things about this band and how much they've meant to me yeah so make sure you check out the push stars but make sure you also check out uh, chris trapper's solo stuff he's got quite a few albums and there's some really amazing stuff on there um and he's currently on tour right now uh i think he's always on tour pretty much he makes these hilarious videos too check him out on (laughs) facebook where he uh trips (laughs) in public places in public places over it's hilarious and people just they gather around and everybody's concerned of course but he does it all in jest it's all for fun and he's he's got a great sense of humor on top of all that he does. So, yeah. so Chris will be at uh, the Jazz Estate coming up uh, next weekend, November 11th. Uh, make sure you get tickets in advance because it's going to be an amazing, intimate, um, small show. And then he's uh, going to be off on tour again um, later later this year with Martin Sexton, who um, mm-hmm. we saw the Push Stars with Martin Sexton back in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, and that- that was just Chris. Remember, it was just Chris and Martin together. The, that was yeah. like one of those blow your mind kind yeah. of shows that I remember being in the bathroom and these girls are like, oh, you're here for Martin Sexton, right? I'm like, no, no I'm here for Chris Trapper. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to see Martin Sexton. We were instant fans. And so what a great collaboration those two have going on. We also mm-hmm. saw Chris with Colin Hay and... Um, He's always done some really great tours. Yeah, and we've, I mean, do you remember going to Atlanta to watch the Push Stars? Oh, yeah. 
and there was a three-day tour where the push stars remember like rock the vote you remember when that was a thing so they played all these colleges and uh uw stout they played there and then it was uw green bay and oh, then it right. was uh minneapolis so we went to like all those all three and, and uh at the time i kind of looked like uh that guy in mtv uh what's his name who does the rock the vote who hosts it and um they brought me up on stage what's the dude's name it's carson daly that's right um i'm sure i might not look like him anymore who knows (laughs) but it was hilarious and uh that was that was a wonderful time and i loved traveling around with thea as i got to know her and sort of you know we had this music in common and uh thanks push stars for you know, keeping it going and making this wonderful music again. Right. And so thanks for uh, everybody listening as we just, uh, you know, remembered uh, the last (laughs) 10 years of concerts together and reminisced. And we hope that you listen to some Push Stars and and some Chris and you can make your own memories too. Awesome. With that, let's move on to our third and final song of the day.
watch my hero go with Bridges back. But now he's dead and gone and that is that. Will Lock can still see the trapeze. His fingers so slippery. That was The Climb, The Walk, The Fall, The Splat by Johnny Raincloud. And uh, these guys formed in South Florida in 2015, but have relocated to the Portland area. And this is off of their second album um, that is called The Unexpected Death of an Acrobat. So right away, I just have to say these lyrics are crazy. Crazy, I don't know, in a good way or a bad way? I'm not really sure because, uh, you know, Mike wrote to us and said that um, he really wants the the uh, listener to kind of come up with uh, the meaning, but the whole album follows the theme of falling. Um, he said it has some personal meaning, but, uh, um, you know, he's kind of, you know, interested to see what, what we come up with or what the listener comes up with. <laughs> It's funny that this is called the climb, the walk period, the fall period, and then the splat! Exclamation point. It's, I mean, it's kind of funny. It's hilarious. It starts off with uh, one of those, what is it, a slide, slide whistle. whistle. The fall. Yeah. Oh, right? that could kinda be the like fall. A, like a cartoon. But here's right, the interesting right. thing is that, you know, the music is very upbeat and positive, and, it, and you kind of want to, like, bounce around to it, but then it the lyrics come up. And so I, I, the term, I think, is called, like, <laughs> lyrical dissonance, where, you know, the music is happy, but then the words have this very deep or dark um, meaning. You know, he, he's talking about a... a a knife and a baseball bat and cleaning up the blood off of the gym mat as he's like bouncing around playing this like happy, uh, you know, theme. And so it's, it's interesting. Does it go in a, you know, shock value humorous tone or is it really like, uh, you know, um, what's that show you used to watch? The, um, that was gory. The walking dead, not the walking dead. No, it's uh, Breaking Bad. Yes, that is it. And so, you know, um, I don't know. My brain just went in a million different directions because it's horrifically hilarious. And it's like those things that you shouldn't be laughing at, but you just do because it's hysterical. Yeah. It's, it's very creative lyrics. Right, right. I, I think there's something in our our human ways that sort of is attracted to tragedy and and death and blood and all the the gore and whatnot even though a lot of us probably say no i you know i hate that stuff i mean there's a reason people socially you shouldn't yeah you shouldn't socially but i mean every time you drive by an accident people slow down so it's it's kind of like that it's um sort of uh, glorifying that that human instinct of ours in the song uh, with, uh, you know, a catchy little ditty in the background. 
So, yeah. Uh, very yeah. creative, you guys. Very creative, very, you know, fun and, and different and something you're not going to hear, you know, anywhere else. Yes. They uh, recorded this at um, Room 13 Studios in, in Portland, um, and they've got a great video that goes along with it that I think we're premiering on the show here today. Um, and part of it is that uh, in the studio recording. So um, it's really kind of fun to see that you can actually get to see the slide whistle at the beginning. And they've got uh, some upcoming gigs we want to share with you. November 10th, they'll be at uh, the Waypost in uh, Portland, Oregon. And then November 17th, they will be at Tim's Tavern in Seattle, Washington. So if you're around the area, please go check them out. Tell them we said hi. And that will do it for this week's Music Review Roulette. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Thanks to The Shop FM, who gives our show out for free every Monday morning. Uh, Check out their website, The Shop FM. And also, please subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Thanks so much to Anchor for hosting our podcast. We appreciate them. And if you have some music you'd like us to review, just give us an email at musicreviewroulette at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye.